episode. Well, thank you everyone for your wonderful comments and feedback already on just two episodes dealing with the art of fugue. And it was because of your feedback that I decided to give this bonus episode in which I will try and get you to hear the Artifugue, the first contrapuntist, in even more insane and screwed up ways. So there were 11 entrances, or there are 11 entrances, in the first fugue from the Artifugue. And so I thought, well, maybe there's 11 different ways to hear that fugue. And that was my challenge for this bonus episode. And so I've come up with 11 different ways for you to hear this fugue. And they include... Hearing the fugue with some voices missing, hearing the entire fugue with just two of the four voices, one in each speaker. I've decided to play the entire fugue with no subjects, no theme. That's like listening to a conversation where no one will get to the point, but still, I guess it's Bach, so somehow it's interesting. And then to play the entire fugue with only the subjects, in which this fugue will leave a lot of time for pause. Then I decided to invert the entire fugue. That is, play the entire fugue upside down. I'll play the entire fugue for you backwards. I'll play the entire fugue for you in one speaker going right side up and the same fugue going upside down in the other speaker. I'll play the fugue for you twice as fast, four times as fast, and twice as slow. That's 11 different ways. So let's begin by hearing this fugue with the alto voice missing. Now, just to note that most of these techniques that I'm using to sort of, quote-unquote, screw up this fugue um, are easiestly served with computers, uh, unless I were to practice a certain contrapuntist with voices missing or play the whole thing upside down, um, you know, which I don't really feel like doing. This is possibly stuff that you could only do with computers. Uh, so that's the bonus episode, exclusively electronic, but it should be still good. Listen to this. Since when we're not screwing around with a fugue, the alto voice is the first to enter, Now that it's missing, you will hear the soprano voice first. And see if you can sort of hear this fugue with something missing.
well, it's still beautiful music, but I don't know if you felt that lack of whatever it was in that piece. But for example, that last chord would have had the that's the F sharp that the alto voice would have provided, therefore making it sort of a complete chord at the end. But when it's not there, you only hear that strange empty chord. Let's hear that again. And now if I sing this note, everything seems fine. You understand? So we had one of the middle voices missing there that was the alto. And now we're going to have another middle voice missing. It will be the tenor. So we still have the sort of the frame, the soprano and the bass. But now we are going to remove the tenor. So that was the tenor voice missing from the first contrapuntus of the Art of Fugue. And so the previous two versions of the fugue we have heard have lacked one of the two middle voices. We haven't had that real experience with both middle voices, so now we're going to have both middle voices now, one in your right speaker and one in your left speaker. And just a brief word about middle voices. It is known that both Bach and Mozart and Haydn and most of the great composers would sort of argue over who would get to play the viola in a string quartet because that is the instrument that gets to play in the middle of a polyphonic texture. So you could just imagine how fun it is to be actually the guts of this four-part texture. So now we're just going to hear the guts isolated 
one in each speaker. that is about as inside of this fugue as you could get. So now that I've played this fugue with various sets of voices, some missing, some isolated, I'm going to play the fugue with all four voices, but I'm simply going to remove the theme. I'm going to remove the subject. So this will be interesting because you won't be able to hear that recognizable melody. You will only hear the counterplay, the counterpoint, and even the counter subjects that accompany this theme. But without it there, I wonder if you can sense some semblance of the recognition of the theme even when it's absent.
so what's funny about that is that all of the episodes, of course, are the same because the episodes are where there are no themes. But, you know, if you notice the voices sort of enter mid-sentence, that's because the voices enter with the theme. And when you take the theme out, they sort of enter in the middle of a sentence, as it were. So now let's hear the exact opposite of that. That is the themes only. nothing here right now. That must mean we're in an episode. And we're just waiting. Ah. Oh, okay, well that was brief. Oh, there's another one. Oh, you hear that? That is the slight overlap of two themes. But now we're in nothing again, so we're probably in an episode. But that slight overlap of two themes is important. For reasons we will cover later. Now we seem to be in another episode. Just waiting for the next theme. Very high there. Okay, probably another episode here. Okay, so if you've counted, that has been 10 entrances. And you know there's 11, so... We must be in a very long episode here. It sort of reminds me of that website, If the Moon Were One Pixel, where you spend most of your time scrolling through outer space, just waiting to come upon the next planet. Well, here it comes. Okay, so that was like a telescopic view of the fugue, where you just get the subjects only. That's like, I don't know, maybe just the blueprint of a house. You only see the structure. And notice that I had time to speak between the entrances. In a later fugue, like say the fifth fugue or the seventh fugue, I would not have time to speak. There are so many entrances just folding and exploding on top of one another. No time for episodes. So now let's hear all the voices with all the notes, but just upside down, that is inverted. And you'll notice that the minor sonorities have suddenly become major, which is a phenomenon that happens sort of as if you're inverting color. All the black becomes white and the white becomes black. And maybe later on we can look at exactly why that happens. But I think just take a note of the peculiar character of this music and how wild it sounds. This is just taking a Bach piece and flipping it upside down. I think it sort of sounds like Hindemith or Shostakovich or something like that. Thank you. 
I really like the way that that sounds, but it also even sounds like later parts of the Artifugue, and that is because Bach himself will spend a lot of time inverting the Artifugue theme, but also with two of the fugues, he will create a mirror fugue, which is played just like that, but this first contrapuntus is not a mirror fugue, so it has that very strange sound. Okay, let's play the entire fugue in reverse. Okay, so did you hear the fugue there sort of fading away voice by voice? That's because it's going in reverse and a fugue begins by exposing voice by voice. So you just heard that going in the opposite direction. Okay, now the next one is a bit wild. I've got the version of the fugue you just heard before the reverse. That is to say the inversion going in one speaker and the rectus, that is the right side up, in the other speaker. Now this is enough to drive a person crazy, so take this with a grain of salt. If you have to, just hear the beginning of it so you can sort of visualize the mirror.
guess that is the strange miracle of Bach, that you could sort of do that, and it still somehow sounds interesting. Or, you know, I don't know, if you did that with another composer, it might be too much, but somehow that still sounds, well, maybe not pleasant, but very interesting to me. Okay, the next fugue is just the same fugue, but just sped up uh, two times. This maybe could, I don't know, show that Bach could be played in any tempo and still be wonderful. did it four times as fast. If you liked that, but I enjoyed it, and if you've been able to stick with this episode so far, I think you've got a great potential and a great future with Bach. So now we're going to hear the same fugue, but two times as slow. I think this is for the ambient music lovers and for those of you who are feeling sleepy. So close your eyes and hear this wonderful architecture just spread out over the entire Pacific Ocean.
that's it, folks. That is the first contrapuntus, which has 11 entrances of the subject heard in 11 different ways. So if you want to go further, just fiddle with the speed, the playback speed on your podcast app and maybe hear that last uh, version there, which was twice as slow, heard on 0.5 speed. So you hear that contrapuntus, I don't know, four times as slow. Uh, see if you can see how much you can sort of screw around with the architecture of the fugue and still recognize parts of it. That'll help this music really get in your blood. So with that, um, thank you for listening to the bonus episode. Stay tuned for the next one, which will go on to the next contrapuntus. Thank you. This is your mind. This is your mind. WTF blows your mind. Mind blows your mind. Mind blows your mind. Mind WTF box.